welcome into the Full Course Football Podcast. My name is Zach, and it's just Zach today. Uh, we're, the other boys are all busy with Christmas stuff, um, travel, stuff like that, so it's just going to be me. And it's just going to be me previewing a pretty important Week 16 NFL slate. Uh, we have either the finals or semifinals for all the fantasy matchups we've got. Um, a lot of big matchups just in the NFL uh, for the playoff races. There are so many teams that are still within reach of making the playoffs. There's only four teams that have secured a spot. Um, so every game matters a ton here. Um, there are, let's see. So it looks like so far we have six teams eliminated officially. The Patriots, Jets, Titans, Panthers, Cardinals, Commanders. Somehow the Giants bet. Bears and Chargers are technically still in the hunt, though they're basically eliminated. Uh, they have less than a 1% chance uh, to make it, but anything's possible. Um, and then the Ravens, 49ers, Cowboys, and Eagles have all clinched. So um, we still have a race for the number one seed in the NFC with the 49ers having a one-game lead over the Cowboys and Eagles. Um, it's most likely the Ravens are going to win there. Win the AFC one seed, but the Dolphins are only a game back. Both have real tough schedules, and I believe they play each other. So, regardless, uh, big matchups here. Um, but that being said, um, last week with our picks, um, I went eight and seven. Jack went nine and six. Sam went eight and seven. Keegan went ten and five. Uh, you listened to our recap last week. Um, I was up. We recorded on Monday, so we didn't have the game, but I'll quickly touch on the Seahawks Eagles. That game is wild. Um, there are a lot of fantasy matchups that were won and lost in that. And um, quick story we had in our uh, co- like college friends league, we had a guy. Um, we, have, we do the toilet bowl where the loser has to try and chug a gallon of milk. You're guaranteed to throw up. It's a, it was a tradition on our floor in college. It's dumb, but. Um, we basically care more about not being the biggest loser than even winning. Um, and there's a guy who won on the Jason Myers extra point from the Seahawks last minute touchdown. He ended up winning by half a point is absolutely insane. And I'm expecting some similarly close finishes this week, just in all of our leagues. Um, I made it to seven of eight or I made it to all the semifinals of the eight leagues I'm in. Lost last week in one of the semis. Um, so I'm either in the final or at least the semis this week in every other league. So real pumped about that. Have a good chance to take home some titles. So um, let's jump in here. And I'm going to cover the Monday night Christmas Day games just because those games uh, all have relevance for the rest of the season. And then I'll jump back up to Saturday and then do the Sunday games. But there just wasn't any way I could start um, talking about other games without mentioning the Monday night, Christmas night game. Um, the 49ers are hosting the Ravens in California. It's going to be a fun one. Um, the number one seeds in both conferences, they're tied atop the NFL with the best record, and the winner of this game will have the sole possession of best record in the NFL. I mean, it's... It should be a fun game. Um, 
Ravens are a little banged up. 49ers are about as healthy of the, as healthy as they've been all year. Um, they're at home. They haven't. I don't think a team's gotten within eleven or ten or eleven points in their last four, five games. I believe it is. Um, they're on a roll when they're fully healthy and have all their weapons, specifically Debo. Um, they're nearly unstoppable. But they face a Ravens team who's on a win streak themselves. They um, both their top. 10 on offense and defense. According to PFF, the 49ers are number one in both of those things. Um, they're the heavy favorites to win the NFL. Brock Purdy's currently the MVP favorite. Um, and he himself said McCaffrey should be the MVP. So we'll see. But Lamar on the other side is also an MVP candidate. So we have three MVP candidates in this game. You can't say that very often. So it's lining up to be a really fun matchup now sometimes it's there's letdowns in games like this um wouldn't surprise me to see the 49ers just destroy the ravens as they've looked vulnerable at times outside of the three game stretch where the 49ers lost all three of their games without debo um they've looked unstoppable that being said the uh, other three guys all took the 49ers unsurprisingly and because i'm in last in picks I think this week I'm just going to try a new strategy and I'm going to lay out the reasoning for the other teams to win. I'm not going to go full on pick the um, underdog in every game. Like I can tell you right now, I'm not picking the Giants over the Eagles or something like that. But if it's a close enough game, this is only a five and a half point spread. 49ers are favored. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens. The scenario where that happens is, you know, Maybe Brock Purdy throws a couple picks or they have an injury on their side or Lamar has one one of his best games of the year. Their defense steps up because they've been a great defense all year. Um, this is one of the better defenses the 49ers have faced. So maybe there's that that comes into play. Um, is that likely? No, it's in San Francisco. The 49ers looked about as good as any team in the last couple of years, honestly, right in their current stretch. Um, so it's going to be tough for the Ravens to be able to slow down all the weapons they might be able to pick and choose a couple to slow down, but then you still got at least two more elite um, all pro level weapons. So um, I would expect the 49ers to win. I'm picking the Ravens. Um, also the last 10 Monday night football games, the underdog has won. which is an important note I wanted to throw out there because that would mean if that trend continues, that would mean the Ravens would win. I would expect it to be broken here, but I'm just going with the trends. I'm going with the Ravens. It's a crazy stat. It might even be the last 11, but it, regardless of what it is, it's an absurd stat that would be, yeah, it's just crazy to think about. Monday night games are always weird, and especially this year as, you know, 10 underdogs in a row have won. So wouldn't be shocked to see the Ravens win. I'm going to pick them. Um, I wouldn't recommend running with that, though. So, yeah, we had to start there. It's the most important game um, of the slate. Winning team basically secures the number one seed in their conference. Not for sure either way, but especially the 49ers, that would give them a, at least, a, they, would, they would at least hold their one game lead and they have the tiebreaker over the Eagles and 49ers so, or, and Cowboys, so it would pretty much secure them. Um, 
we'll have to see about the other games for the Ravens, but it would put them in strong position. Um, and so then we'll continue on the Christmas games. Next one, we'll go to the one o'clock game. The Chiefs are hosting the Raiders. Um, you know, the Chiefs have been on a slide here recently. Um, last week, they played, I guess, better. They got the win. Because, but again, they were playing the Patriots. They won by ten. Kadarius Tony continues to be a liability, and the Raiders are coming off of a game where they scored sixty points, sixty three points with Aiden O'Connell under center, and their defense put up over thirty in fantasy. Um, one of the wildest, unexpected games that, that I can remember. Um, the Raiders put up sixty three. So, am I expecting that? No. The week before that, they put up zero points. Um, so, <laughs> this team has a wide range of outcomes. And the week before that, they lost 31-17 to the Chiefs, who they're playing this week. So, um, all four of us are on the Chiefs. It is a big game for the Chiefs, though. As, you know, they're 9-5. and five. They're still, I guess, technically in the number one seed race. But, ultimately, they just need to get it figured out before the playoffs start because they have not looked well, looked great in over a month now. Um, and Mahomes isn't looking, he's looked just as good as he usually is. That's, that hasn't been the issue. The issue has been his underperforming weapons. Um, Travis Kelsey's a little bit older and um, I think there's been extra pressure and extra focus by oppo- opposing defenses to slow him down because you know, with Pacheco being out the last few weeks, it's been, you know, it's it's Travis Kelsey, Rashi Rice, and then no one else basically. And Rashi Rice is not a number one. He's a good he's a good wide receiver. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying he's a bad wide receiver in any means, but he shouldn't be your number one if you want to win a Super Bowl. Um, yes, they won a Super Bowl last year with the number one of Juju Smith-Schuster, so it's possible they this team can do it, but they still have to play better. Their defense has been good all year, um, but their offense has got to figure out how to move the ball more than they have been because if they get into the playoffs and they have to, they have to host, say, the Bills, which is very possible, or they have to host even a Browns team that with Joe Flacco's moving the ball or Jake Browning with the Bengals or the Colts or the Texans, if Stroud gets healthy, um, the, they would be favored in all those games, except for the bills one who the bills have beat the chiefs this year. Um, but if they want to make a run Super Bowl, they got to figure it out. So, um, Raiders are an okay team. They're six and eight, nothing special, but, uh, this is a, this is a good spot for the chiefs to, you know, as they always say, a get right game. Um, even though they won last week, that they can put away the Raiders here in significant fashion. I think it'd be huge for them going forward. And then for the third Christmas game, uh, this one's at four thirty. The Eagles are hosting the Giants. Not going to talk too much about this. Um, the Eagles are on a three-game losing streak. The Giants, after the Devito Tommy Devito hype has died down, um, they've have not played well recently. The Eagles are favored by 13 and a half. Again, it's at home. I just cannot imagine a world where the Giants win this game. Uh, yeah, the Eagles, it's a weird three-game losing streak because, one, 
I have a couple things to say about it. One, we've seen the 49ers do this. The 49ers lost three games in a row earlier this year. And it would, it right now you'd look at that team and never knew that happened. Um, not saying the Eagles are as good as the 49ers necessarily, but it's just a, something to point out. We've seen the best team in the NFL lose three games in a row. The Eagles, they can get right. They finished the season against the Giants, Cardinals, and Giants. So uh, they have plenty of time. Uh, they can still win the division if they win out, um, even after that loss to the Seahawks. But the other thing I want to say is the three losses they have in that streak is the 49ers, who is the consensus Super Bowl favorite. The Cowboys um, – in Dallas, so a top three or probably a top four team in the NFL, uh, at least top five to basically everyone um, in Dallas. So it's a fair loss. It, you can't blame them for that one. And then the Seahawks on a weird Monday night game, like I said, the the underdog has won every, the last 10 Monday night football games. So it was a weird game. The Eagles had a chance to win it. You know, there's some maybe questionable non-calls on PI or PI calls or whatever. I'm sure Eagles fans are upset with the loss and feel like it got stolen a little, but you gave up a 93-yard drive to Drew Locke. So if you're going to allow that to happen, then you don't deserve to win the game, and they lost. Um, But again, the Seahawks are a borderline playoff team. So there are three losses that you you can convince yourself it's not a bad loss, I guess is how I'd put it. This is where you need the Eagles to step up and get right and figure out their path forward into how to be a successful team and make a run like they did last year because currently what they've been doing is just not working. Not sure exactly what that is, but on offense and especially defense, especially pass defense, they have not been good. So, um, yeah, all all four of us are on the Eagles. Not a surprise at all. Um I don't think it'd be a good game. It should be a blowout, but you never know. The Giants have stuck around with some teams, and the Eagles have unfortunately stuck around with teams they shouldn't as well. So we'll see. Now, uh, circling back, from the, we, we just talked about three Christmas games. We'll go to the Saturday um, and then work our way into Christmas Eve. So there's two games on Saturday, the first one being the Bengals-Steelers. Uh, this is a huge game. The Steelers are hosting the Bengals. Um, currently, the Bengals are the number six seed. They moved up four spots with their win last week. And the Steelers dropped four spots um, at seven and seven. They're in the 10 spot and behind two teams um, in the bubble. And then obviously the seventh seed as well. So um, the Steelers season is in jeopardy. Um, the streak of... Mike Tomlin having the longest streak in NFL history of winning seasons is in jeopardy. Um, If they lose two of their last three, they will not have a winning season. The Bengals have looked great. They won one of the best games of the year last week against the Vikings. Um, Jake Browning continues to look good. And they will be without Jamar Chase, unfortunately. Um, But it was huge to see T. Higgins step up and you know, we've seen him play at an elite level over the last few years, but haven't really seen it this year. Um, but he took over that game last week against the Vikings and put the team on his back, won it. They still have decent weapons around him. Um, Mixon and Chase Browns looked good. Tyler Boyd's a good three. They have a plethora of tight ends who are okay. Um, so you would expect them to win this game because, again, 
uh, the Steelers have looked bad, and they are coming off of a game where they were up 13-0 on the Colts and then didn't score the rest of the game. Um, the Colts D-line terrorized their O-line, and Mitch Trubisky looked terrible. Now, Mason Rudolph is going to be starting this week for the Steelers, which is, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that we've seen Mason Rudolph numerous times um, play. He's not a good quarterback. I can't imagine he's going to be much of an upgrade, if at all, over Mitch Trubisky. Ultimately, the Steelers are a dumpster fire currently, and they are the most fraudulent 7-7 seven and seven team. Um, even when they had a great record, we all kind of saw that they weren't as good as their record said. They have turmoil in the locker room. You've seen all the reports of George Pickens and how he was not blocking and his teammates calling him out or subtweeting him or whatever, so... I just don't like the vibe around Pittsburgh. Um, the vibe's about as bad as we've seen in a long time. Borderline in my lifetime with this team because they seem to just always be in the playoffs. And they still, if they win this week, they still can. And here's how they win this game. The Steelers um, have new life with Mason Rudolph somehow. Or Jake Browning comes back down to earth without the top receiver on that team. And they're at home. It's going to be probably not great weather. Um, the Pittsburgh fans are always loud. So it's going to be a tough atmosphere to play in. Um, and maybe a little bit of a letdown for the Bengals after an exciting game last week where they went in overtime. Um, yeah, I don't. you never know. The that I'm picking the Steelers, like I said, if it's going to be a close game, the spread's only two and a half favoring the Bengals. I'm going to pick the other side just to test something this week. The other three guys are on the Bengals, which is, again, probably the right choice. But um, the world is the Steelers offense figures something out. Maybe they get more out of George Pickens. They get the run game going. Um, TJ Watt kind of takes over, and the Bengals just aren't able to move the ball very well without Jamar Chase. That's the world where Pittsburgh wins. It's possible. They always win the games you don't expect them to. This seems to be a perfect example of that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pick the Steelers. Just testing some things out. And then the 8 o'clock game on Saturday, which will be on Peacock. Interesting. Uh, the Chargers are hosting the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are the hottest team in the NFL right now outside of the 49ers. They're, um, let's see, are they in the playoffs yet? They are not. They're currently the nine seed, but they have the same record as the Bengals and Colts who are in the playoffs and the Texans who are ahead of them. So currently those three teams are in, or those two teams and the Texans ahead of them with the tiebreakers, but plenty of season left. <clears throat> I'm expecting the Bills to make the playoffs. Um, if they win this game, they have over a 70% chance to win. If they lose, it drops down to 28, according to NFL.com. It's pretty scary, but um, the similar percentages are for the teams above. So um, currently, they're not in the playoffs, but they're coming off back-to-back -back wins against the Chiefs, and they beat the uh, – who was their last week's game that they – they beat the Chiefs and then they built. La oh, they beat the Cow they smacked the Cowboys last week. So, um, two of the best teams in the NFL. They beat them. They're fighting for their their lives basically. Again, if they lose, they can still make the playoffs, but it's gonna be a real tough road. 
depending on what happens above them. So if they can go into Los Angeles and get a win like we'd expect, they'll be set up great. The Chargers, on the other hand, just gave up 63 points to um, the Raiders, uh, also not a playoff team, Raiders. They first game without Justin Herbert, who is out for the year. Easton Stick started. um, But silver lining with that is Brandon Staley did get fired. Um, It's something that many expected to happen after last season's playoff debacle where they blew the big lead, the biggest lead in playoff history. Um, But he kept the job. And now this year with how bad poorly they played, even with a very expensive roster, um, Justin Herbert out, they get smacked by the Raiders. So this game shouldn't be close. The Bills are favored by 12 and a half. Um, But I talk about every single time a coach gets fired there's for some reason there's a there's a new there's always a bump for the team who has the interim head coach for the first game um they are reinvigorated because they don't have um the shadow over them of their former coach who usually if they're fired the players may maybe didn't like them or um they just didn't have success so bringing in just new life in and of itself or just a change is sometimes invigorating for a squad now <clears throat> this is the easton stick chargers without keenan allen who's officially out against the hottest team in the afc the bills will win we're all on the bills obviously but it's just worth noting anything's possible especially when a team fires their coach Hmm. All right. So those are the two Saturday games. We'll move to Sunday. I'm going to jump around with the times just because I want to talk about other games a lot more than others. And for sure, the best game of the Sunday slate, so the Christmas Eve slate, the Miami Dolphins are hosting the Cowboys in my yeah in Miami. Um, Miami's favored by by one. So it's a it's a pick 'em game, truly. Um, we can see this go either way. There's a lot of narratives with both sides of this. Both teams at times, especially against bad teams, look like one of the best top five teams in the NFL. Um, but they've struggled against really good teams outside of the Cowboys beating the Eagles, who have looked like a bad team recently. So this is going to be a great test. Um, the Dolphins are coming off of a 30-0 to win over the Jets in a game in which they didn't even have Tyreek Hill. Um, Jalen Waddle stepped up. The run game stepped up. Tua looks good, um, but that's a Jets team that's out of the playoffs with and that had Zach Wilson and Trevor Simeon play. It was a, it was terrible. Um, so good. It's good on the Dolphins for you know covering what they needed to, doing what they need to. But <clears throat> we still haven't fully seen them. They competed with the Chiefs in um, Germany, but we haven't seen them beat a really good team. So this is a perfect matchup. The Cowboys coming off of a huge loss to the Bills, um, which they got smacked around. The run game of the Bills was a huge factor, and the Dolphins have a great run game. Mostert and Achan are on fire. Uh, some of the best run, one of the best running teams in the NFL. Um, both are explosive, and if the Dolphins follow a similar blueprint to what the Bills did. Um, it could be a long day for the Cowboys, but I would expect a good team like the Cowboys to be able to figure it out. 
um, learn from last week and come out. Tyreek Hill is probably playing. He's not going to be fully healthy. Um, this game could go a lot of different ways. The I wouldn't expect a Cowboys blowout. I would be surprised if they blew out the Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a similar game to last week and the Dolphins take the place of the Bills and just blow out the Cowboys in similar fashion where they're able to control the game on the run and the Cowboys just aren't able to slow down their explosive weapons, not only in the run game, but this one with Waddle and Tyree Kill. Um, or, the obviously, we can see a close game where the Dolphins sneak it out, but I also can see the Cowboys winning a close game they bounce back, you know, the cl- a get right game. Uh, it's tough to get right against a really good team, but um, we've seen the Cowboys play well, and this this would be a good spot to do it because they also have a very explosive offense, and the Dolphins' defense has been playing great. Um, but there's just there's definitely a world where the explosive offense of the Cowboys um, is able to keep up with the Dolphins, and their the Cowboys' defense maybe force some turnovers or whatever um, is able to win this game. So. Uh, unsurprisingly, Keegan picked the Cowboys. Jack and Sam are both on the Dolphins. Um, and I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Um, I don't want to react too much to what happened last week um, on either side. So I'll take the Cowboys, who have probably been a slightly better overall team throughout the year. That's definitely the best game of Sunday's slate. That one's at four. Um so next we'll talk, I'll, I'll probably, I'll, yeah, I'll go to the Texans-Browns. This one's in Houston. Uh, I'm talking about this one next just because it has big playoff implications. The Browns are currently at uh, pretty comfortably in the five seed at nine and five, and the Texans are just one spot out of the playoffs at eight and six. Um, <clears throat> last week, the Browns got a big win against the Bears. They, they came back, um, won a game they probably shouldn't. Um, and the Texans kind of in similar fashion, were able to pull off a win with Case Keenum, not necessarily in similar fashion of a comeback, but with Case Keenum, they were able to beat the Titans. Yeah, that was an OT actually. So, um, a close game with Case Keenum. We're not going to have CJ Stroud again this week. Um, so a little nervous for the Texans in that aspect, but the Browns defense is obviously great. And their offense with Joe Flacco has looked better than it probably has for most of the other weeks this year. Um, but the Browns, you know, Joe Flacco, Amari Cooper's been good. They have not been able to run the ball at all. Um, they're able to force turnovers. The world where the Texans win is if the Browns play similarly and turn the ball over um as they did last week for the first three quarters of the game the bears are up 17 to 7 in the fourth quarter so the browns only had seven points and had let up 17 going to the fourth so for three quarters last week they weren't a great football team but they stepped it up in the fourth um so that's kind of the world where the texans win is if we see a similar browns team and the texans are actually able to close like the bears just were not able to unsurprisingly um yeah, the Browns are they're favored by two and a half away. Um, it makes sense, but in reality, they're both backup quarterbacks. So um, a lot can happen. The other the other three guys are all in the Browns. Like I said, if it's a close game, I'm taking the other side. So I'm taking Texans at plus two and a half to win the game. 
Um, and I believe it would move them into the playoffs. It obviously depends on what else happens, but I don't know what would happen for the Browns. Um, but basically, if the Browns win, they would secure a playoff spot because they have great tiebreakers over other teams they're competing with. Um, but they still would have a great shot at the playoffs if they win um, or if they lose. So Browns are in a good spot regardless. This game probably means a little bit more to the Texans. So, um, And the Browns are very banged up, as are the Texans. So this could go a lot of different ways. Um, let's see. Next game. Another game that has a uh, playoff implications on both sides. <clears throat> The Buccaneers are hosting the Jags. Um, it is, let's see, the Bucks are seven and seven. The Jags are eight and six. Bucks are favored by two, um, coming off of a huge win in Lambeau where they blew out the Packers. Baker, like we said last week, and I'm sure, and you, I'm sure you've seen uh, the first opposing uh, quarterback to go into Lambeau and have a perfect passer rating. Um, so he's finding some. Chris Godwin finally got going this this week. Um, and they're just a lot healthier. The Bucks have basically no one on their injury report, and the Jags might not have Trevor Lawrence. He's questionable with the concussion. I think he's going to play, but it's not for sure. Christian Kirk's obviously out. Um, Zay Jones is questionable, so it could just be Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne alone with C.J. Beathard at quarterback. That's possible. <clears throat> And the Jags last week lost to the Ravens. It's a, it's an, a, that's an okay loss. You know, you lost to the number one seed in the conference, but they also have not looked great for the last few weeks now. Um, and the Bucks look hot. The let's see, Sam and Jack are both on the Jags. Keegan and I are both on the Bucks. Um, yeah, I'm just riding with a hot hand right now, and the home team is ultimately what it comes down to. Both teams can definitely win this game. Both teams need to win this game. Uh, the Jags are at top of their division, but they have the same record as the Texans and Colts. So uh, a loss here uh, would put them only at 50% to make the playoffs. A win, they're at 88% to win uh, to make the playoffs. So um, not the, basically the Jags cannot afford to lose because not only will they potentially lose the division, there's a world where they don't even make a wild card spot since it's all so close in the AFC. So this is a huge game for them. And the Bucks, they currently have the same record as the Saints, um, who when you guys are listening, we will already know the outcome of that game versus the Rams on Thursday night. Um, if the Saints win that game, um, they'll be at eight and seven and it would force the Bucks to have to win this game to stay atop the division. Um, if the Saints lose, it'll be a lot more comfortable. They would then have the similar record to the Falcons, and then a lot can happen there. But um, <clears throat> the Bucks need to win regardless. If they win this game, they would have an 85% chance to make the playoffs. If they lose, still 60, but um, yeah, regardless, both teams need this game. So it's, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. I'm not sure. Sh- I think it would be high scoring, um, but both teams have sneaky at least the Jags have a sneaky good defense and the Bucks have playmakers on their defense. So it could be a good game. It should be a good game. Just not sure if it'll be high or low scoring. Next game. We have a decent amount of games uh, this week that have playoff implications on both sides, especially on Sunday. Um, and we'll next go to Minnesota. 
The Vikings are hosting the Lions. The Lions are at 10 and 4, Vikings 7 and 7. Lions favored by 3 away. Um Yeah, currently the Lions have a stranglehold on the division, but technically it's not over. If the Vikings win out and the Lions lose out, the Vikings would win the division because they play t- two a lot. They play each other twice here in the last 3 weeks. Um I don't expect that to happen. I would be shocked if the Vikings even win one of the two games. But anything is possible. The Vikings now have um, Nick Mullins, I think, is starting again. But J.J. is fully healthy now. Jordan Addison had a huge game. Hawkinson's still there. Ty Chandler added some juice to their run game. Um, And their defense is just getting better and better um, as the weeks go on. They should have won last week against the Bengals. Um, They had a lead. And had a chance to put it away, but Nick Mullins is a backup quarterback. And the Lions had a huge win last week, um, all around just destroyed. And they had Sam Laporta had three touchdowns. Gibbs scored. Monty had a good game. Aminra had a good game. Um, Jared Goff looked a lot better. This game's going to be in a dome, which it, this is all narrative speak, but the narratives are Jared Goff is better inside and in nice weather. I'm not going to speak to my beliefs on that, but the narratives would say that's true. So this game will be good for him. Um, but the, this is, this is going to be, I think a close game as the spread would implicate with only three points to the lions. Um, the, the best unit in this, um, in this matchup is probably the lions offense. And the second best unit in this matchup is the Vikings defense. So I think it's going to, it's probably, I don't, I don't know which side is going to have, is going to give. Um, will the Vikings offense be able to find something against a not great Lions defense? Is that more likely than the Lions being able to give versus a really good Vikings defense? We'll see. Um, the Vikings with Brian Flores love to bring pressure and Jared Goff, isn't great under pressure, but they run a lot of play action, which I think counteract that and get the run game going to um, force watch the blitz. So we'll see. There's a lot that can happen here. Um, I think it'll be a fun game to watch it's at one o'clock on Sunday. Um, Jack, Sam and Keegan all took the lions. Crazy that I'm doing this maybe, but I'm going to continue on my uh, counter picks going against the grain in a close game. I'm going to ride with the Vikings defense, pick them. You know, if I was just making picks on my own, I'd probably lean the lions, but it's I'm in a competition right now. So, and I got to make up ground. So I'm going to pick the lions. Just kidding. The Vikings. Let's next go to, uh, we have now unfortunately reached the end of the games where it means something for both teams in terms of playoff implications, but um, this should still be a good game. The Titans are hosting the Seahawks. Seahawks favored by three. <clears throat> Seahawks coming off of a big win against the Eagles on Monday night. It was really exciting. Drew Locke got the start unexpectedly, and he played well enough to get the win. Uh, led a great game-winning drive. It was one of my favorite moments of the season so far, um, seeing Drew Locke so emotional in his post game. Um, you always root for a guy like that, and seeing him and Gino 
putting that on together and uh <clears throat> you'll have to see the video but uh it's yeah it is a cool moment two quarterbacks who've gone through a lot um to working together it, it was sick so uh the Seahawks are looking to make a push towards the playoffs they're tied with the Rams Vikings uh for the 6 7 spot and a win here puts them at a 68% chance to make the playoffs uh 32% if they lose so big game for them still can make playoffs with a loss here but they need the win the titans are eliminated unfortunately at 5 and 9 um in a tough afc last week <clears throat> they had a chance to beat the texans they did not um derrick henry had the worst one of the worst rushing performances you that literally in nfl history I'm thinking he bounces back from that this week, at least in some form. Um, the Seahawks' pass defense is vulnerable, but they've been playing better. Um, so maybe we can see D-Hop get going with, well, Will Levis is questionable, so it could be a Ryan Tannehill game. He's been a playoff quarterback, maybe. Maybe he comes out um, and is like, hey, don't forget about me. Um, the other guys are obviously all picking the Seahawks. It's the right move. They're playing for more. They're coming off of a big win. Um, I'm picking the Titans because it's a close game. And, you know, I'll say it one more time. won't say it again. I'm just trying to make up ground. But I'll lay out a world where the Titans win. They're able to get the run game going. Um, Tannehill or Levis, whoever it is, is able to get going with DeAndre Hopkins. And the Seahawks kind of have a letdown game coming off of it. They're on a short week. Um, about as emotional of a win as you can have in the regular season. And I can see that this being a letdown uh, where the, you kind of let the expectations down a little bit. You're like, oh, finally, we don't have to play the Eagles, um, whatever. And they just play a little. They play down to the opponent, and the Titans are able to pull out a win. I definitely see that world. Mike Vrabel's a great coach. The Titans, use, they they win games like this in the past. Um, <clears throat> this season's a little different, obviously, but um, it's a 1 o'clock game for a West Coast team coming to the East Coast. It's going to be earlier for them. I don't know. I just see a world where the Titans win. I'm just trying to lay it out as I have to pick them, so I have to find a way to explain myself. <laughs> oh. I should have talked about this game a while ago. That's on me. Um, or at least before the last game. Because this ac- this game actually does have implications for both teams. If Jack was here, this never would have happened. The Falcons are hosting the Colts. Um, also a 1 o'clock game on Sunday. The Falcons are favored by 2.5. Which is surprising to me considering they're coming off of a loss to the worst team in the NFL. The Colts, on the other hand, are coming off of a big win against the Bengals, or sorry, against the Steelers, uh, a game where their defense looked about as good as it's been all year. Um, Their offense continues to move the ball well. They're getting Jonathan Taylor back. Michael Pittman's questionable um, after that brutal hit from the Steelers, one of the worst you've seen in a while. Um, But he practiced that. He – Practiced in some form this week. So there's definitely a chance he plays. Um, Let's see. 
So, the Falcons play better at home. Last game, they decided just not to use any of their good players, and that didn't go well for them. I'm assuming there's pressure from their ownership to perform for Arthur Smith. Um, He might be on a hot seat. Taylor Heineke starting for them. I could see after losing to the Panthers that Arthur Smith's finally like, all right, I'm just going to give in. A couple weeks ago, he gave the ball to Drake London a ton, and it worked. We've seen when you give the ball to B. John Robinson, he makes plays. Kyle Pitts has made plays. I'm expecting them to get those guys a lot more involved. That being said, the Colts, the Colts are currently in the playoff spot right now. With the win, they have a 71% chance to make the playoffs. Again, if they lose, they have a, they still have a pretty good chance to make it, but it'd be a tougher road. Falcons, on the other hand, are a game back of the um, Bucks. They have a chance to get back into it with the Saints. If the Saints and Bucks both lose this week, they'd have the same record. I believe they still wouldn't have the tiebreaker, but they pretty much have to win this week in order to even have a chance. So this is maybe the last breath for the Falcons, a last chance to maybe squeak into the playoffs. I'm not expecting it still, but um, it's going to be a close one. But I'm not going with the Falcons in this. Keegan is, or Sam, sorry, is on a Falcons island. Uh, Jack, Keegan, and I are all on the Colts. Just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I wanted to root for the hometown Colts, and the Falcons just lost to the Panthers. I can't do it. Can they win? Absolutely. They're favored. Vegas thinks they'll win, but I just can't do it. Not after losing to the Panthers. And then last Sunday game before we get to Sunday night, uh, this one has no implications on either end. The Jets hosting the Commanders. I'm not even going to talk about it. Tim Boyle, or not Tim, I don't even know. Trevor Simeon might be the starter. Zach Wilson might be the starter. Jacoby Brissett might be the starter. Sam Howell might be the starter. Who knows? We don't even know the quarterback of either team. Both are out of the playoffs. This game doesn't matter unless you have a fantasy player like Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. Terry McLaurin, maybe. I think that's probably about it that you're playing. So, uh, yeah. Me and Jack chose the Jets. Sam and Keegan chose the Commanders. Moving on. Finally, we'll talk Patriots-Broncos, which is the Sunday night game, Christmas Eve game that no one's going to be watching. Uh, Broncos are still in the playoff race at 7-7. They have some ground to make up. If they lose, they drop down to a 4% chance to make the playoffs, so it's a must-win. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> they still don't have a great shot at the playoffs, even if they win, but they basically have to. Um, Patriots are out of it. They are only a game out of the number one pick, actually, so they might want to lose this. Broncos are favored by seven. They're at home. We're all on the Broncos. Not a ton to talk about with this one, so I'll just move on, honestly. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun weekend. We got games Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Multiple games on each of those days other than Thursday, obviously. So 
Um, there's going to be football on all the time. It's going to be interesting, you know. Yeah, Christmas Eve football. You got Christmas Day football, um, and Saturday football. So there's just going to be a lot of football all weekend. And we got fantasy championships. We got fantasy semifinals. Um, a lot's going to be riding on all these games. And then we got teams fighting for the playoffs. So definitely the most important week of football so far this year. And it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Um, even though the Bears are dead, at least fantasy gives me something to root for. At least this podcast gives me something to talk about. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun weekend. So um, real quick, I'll give top five power rankings. Uh, I think we did this last episode, but going into the week, <clears throat> give me 49ers, Ravens. Oof. Winner of this game will be in my three spot regardless. Um, because the Cowboys and Dolphins play, they're probably the next two. No, I'm going to go Bills at three. And then I have Cowboys winning, then Dolphins. So that's my rankings. If the Ravens beat the 49ers, unless it's a blowout, I still will probably have the Niners at one after this week regardless. But who knows? Maybe the Ravens will make me think differently. Or the 49ers will smack the Ravens, which is probably more likely. And we're not going to be sure where to put the Ravens. But that's my five. Quick, Hopefully a quicker episode for you guys this week, um, as is just me. I'm not sure if we're going to be recording um, for a recap episode next week with Christmas being on Monday and everyone being out of town and everything like that. So... I won't. I wouldn't expect it. Um, a recap for Week 16 episode. We might just combine it with the Week 17 preview. Um, but never know. Maybe it'll get surprised next week on a, on Tuesday or Wednesday. But appreciate you all listening. If you made it this far, listening to just my voice, please let me know. Um, it'd make me happy to know that anyone made it this far. So um, reach out if you did. Enjoy your holidays. Merry Christmas to you all. And to all, good night. Peace.